right, here we go. Sarah here. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. I'm sorry that I missed you last week. I had uh, a little fun sinus procedure uh, the week before, and I thought I would be okay uh, shortly after, but it turns out I was not, and I was super sniffly and just like super super miserable to be honest with you. And so I just didn't want to, you know, subject you to the sniffles and the misery. And so I had a skip last week. And so I apologize for that. But my hope is that I will make it up to you this week because I want to talk about something that feels really juicy and really exciting to me personally. Um, not only because it is real to me personally, but also because I know how real it is for my clients who are in this phase where they are trying to navigate to the next level of their success, navigating to the next level of their business, going bigger and trying to figure out what that all looks like, which can be a really confusing place. And I know that firsthand as I'm going to share, you know, a little bit more with you here. But one thing I want to say as I get started here is that I have uh, two episodes on pivoting in your business. There, It's a part one and it's a part two. I don't remember the episode number off the top of my head, but those are really, really, really good episodes. And they speak to, again, pivoting changing. That to me means like, oh, I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore and I really need to change it again. It feels like more of a shift for me or like a doing something different because you're not happy in the way in which you're doing things. And so there are some points, of course, that will overlap here, but I want to be clear that in this episode, I'm talking about this a little bit differently in the sense that I am speaking specifically to that successful woman who has already had success in her business and now she knows she wants more, she knows she wants to go bigger, but that is also unfamiliar and different and so she's not quite sure how to navigate that. And again, I wanna share with you five lessons that I feel are the most important and most powerful when it comes to all of this, again, based on my own experience and as well as just experience with clients. And so the first thing that I wanna say is that I would tell somebody when they are trying to figure out what that next level, what the big vision looks like for their business, that it's wildly, wildly, wildly important that you dream first and then plan second. What I mean by this is that, again, I work with a lot of women who are practical. They have incredible work ethics. They, from the time that they have started their business, they have put their head down. They have gotten done the things that they want to do. Sure, they love their business and they care a lot about what they're doing, but it's almost a situation very often where it almost all happened by default, like from a place of like having to make things happen. And again, I'm the same way here. I fucking love what I do. It means so incredibly much to me. While at the same time, if I think about when I started my business, I had no idea where this was going, right? It's been built brick upon brick. Like it, I did not have like, oh, this is what I want to have happen by the time that I'm, you know, 40, I want to have this kind of company, whatever. That That's not where I was ever going with things. It was just me focusing really in the present and like focusing on the short-term side of things. And again, a lot of my clients are similar while at the same time, not having a big overarching vision or not having a big direction to aim towards or are on, that can also be like really torture. And so while a lot of my clients, and again, myself included, we're big dreamers, right? Like we are people who have had big dreams and big visions for our life and for our business, but it's been from like more of like an obscure place, if you will, instead of like, again, this is where I want to go in 10, 20 years, whatever it is. And so what I find is that when we start talking about things like figuring out what the big vision is, figuring out what the next level is, like how do we go bigger here? 
it becomes very difficult for a lot of people to identify what it is that they want or to identify what that big dream is without pumping the brakes on themselves. And so what I mean by that is it's very difficult for a lot of people to sit there and say, I want this for my business. I want to create a clothing line. I want to create, you know, I want to write the book. I want it to be in this place, so on and so forth. They will have a moment where they spend five minutes thinking about the vision. And then let's say if they think about that first part, what a lot of, again, the clients that I will speak to and myself included, they will, instead of allowing themselves to keep dreaming beyond five minutes, they pump the brakes. They pump the brakes almost immediately and they start to focus and wonder and worry about how they make that thing happen. Like, what are the steps? How am I going to do that? Well, this is already in place. And so how could I do both of these things? So on and so forth. All of the limiting stories and beliefs and, and sometimes very real stories and beliefs pop up and they kind of interrupt the dream, if you will. And so one of my biggest tips always for this kind of stuff is get yourself a bottle of wine, Prosecco, smoke a little weed if you need to, like however you feel your best. I am my best self after a glass of Prosecco. I am my best self. It is, it's something that happens where like, and I'm just talking one glass here, but like if I have one glass of Prosecco, it's like any fear, anything that is blocking me from being able to fully see what's possible for me, it kind of like evaporates, all the fear evaporates and I just step into this place of possibility. And so, you know, again, whatever that is for you, and obviously it doesn't of course have to be a substance if that means you go fucking rollerblading beforehand, whatever it is, but I just really believe that you having a brainstorm, vision, dreaming type of moment, often, you know, or at least at least one time, but often if if not, like often is the the better option here, but having those moments for yourself where you are not it's not strategic planning as much as it is dreaming. It's really sitting there and saying, if I had everything my way, what would things look like? Something for me lately, I'm very much in this like love bubble, if you will. Like I just feel like very like surrounded by love. Like I feel very clear that love is coming. And so I'm just really pushing myself more and more lately to recognize the ways in which if I was with my dream partner right now, how does my business need to change? Or I shouldn't even say it that way. How would ideally I like it to feel if it's, you know, December 31st and we're away on a, you know, beach vacation, this romantic vacation. And what do I want to be happening? I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, I have to like excuse myself to go, you know, post an Insta story and make it on Canva or whatever it is. That's of course not how I want to feel. So if I am sitting there giving myself permission to like think of an ideal scenario and what does my life and business around that scenario look like? That gives me the space and the freedom to start to, again, brainstorm and dream and to feel into, again, a vision that is something that I actually want. And again, I'm using the word dream intentionally here because I'm not saying, okay, I don't want to do this. And so let me figure out how I, may, I need to be supported and how the team changes. It's not the masculine structure and planning part of things. It's the dreaming first, the dreaming up the big vision and the big ideas, because what I want you to understand about this is that if you are not anchored in your vision of what you want to happen, you're going to get so much more easily slowed down or shut down the first time something doesn't work 
or you know, you're gonna have a harder time believing that this thing could change in your business right now because you're so used to doing it that way. And so if you're not excited about where you're going, it's hard to really get your energy and belief around the fact that it can be different. And so I just want all of you to understand here that you defining and you carving out where you're going and what the big ideal dream scenario is for yourself, doing that first, and then yes, then making the plan. But the planning can happen and it has to happen. The planning has to happen, but it has to happen when you are planning for something you already really feel in your soul and your heart that you want and that you can create. Because otherwise you just plan and then you stop. You plan and then you stop. I want your dreams to be so vivid and so clear to you that nothing could motherfucking stop you. And so I hope you're hearing me that when you start to brainstorm, when you start to dream up the vision and you pump the brakes on yourself the first time you have a question, that's what lends itself to you not stopping at nothing to make it happen, right? That's where, again, you're getting too much into the how. And, you know, I feel like I've been saying this a lot to you lately, but it's important to me, especially if you're new here, I'm not somebody who's like, just dream it and it'll happen, right? Like I am all about taking action. Nothing happens without action. But I also know that just action without the dream fucks you too. And so what I want for each and every one of you is for you to believe in yourself, for you to believe that like the dream business, the dream life that you want for yourself, it is possible for you. And I want that belief in the possibility to lead everything else. So the second part of this is when you start to think about your vision, when you start to think about the dream, I want you to not only think about what you want, but I also want to make sure that you are spending time thinking about and reflecting on why you want that thing. Because here's what I think a lot of us don't realize or recognize or pay enough attention to. Very often, we don't want the thing. We want what we have made the thing mean about us, about our lives, about our success. And so we are chasing empty dreams. We are chasing things that we don't necessarily actually want. It's what we think that thing is going to bring for us. So if, as an example, let's just say you are, you, like you've had it in your mind that you want to write a book. You want to write a book. You want the book on the shelves at Target. You want it a bestseller, Amazon, New York Times, so on and so forth. Like you want it everywhere. Now, let's say every single time you go to work on the book, to write the book, you are in massive resistance. You are finding that the, the process, the writing of the actual book is really not enjoyable. Like this is really not something you're excited about. If you can pay attention to the fact that I don't actually want to write the book, I just want the fame, I just want the mainstream notoriety that comes with, again, be, having a bestseller, all those kind of things. I want you to then recognize that like if you are just be if you're aiming for being a household name or a bigger name, however you want to say that, there are so many other ways to do that. That's where you could start pitching yourself on TV things, you know, bigger podcasts, like there's a million different types of press you could get, so on and so forth. There are so, so, so many paths to getting anything you want. You want to lose weight? There's a million ways to do it. You want to find love? There's a million ways to do it. You want to make money? There's a million ways to do it. You do not have to follow any one path. And so if you are not being honest with yourself around why you want the thing that you want, that's going to lend itself to you going down the wrong path. And as corny as this is about to sound, 
so much of success, so much of our lives and business, all of it, it's about the fucking journey. It's not about the destination as much as it is about the journey. So if you are sitting there making yourself miserable for two years writing a book because of what you think it's going to get for you, and you're not even being honest with yourself about the fact that you don't actually want to write a book in the first place, you are going to waste so much time. You're going to make yourself so unhappy and you could have carved out a different path for yourself that felt better, that felt more aligned, that went by more quickly, that got you the same exact thing that you think the book is going to get you. And so I just want you to be mindful of that because so often I'll see so many people striving towards a goal they don't actually want in the first place. They're chasing the feeling. They're chasing the things that come from the thing that they think they want. And so this is where at every stage of your business, at every level, it is your job first and foremost to become a little bit more self-aware and be a little bit more honest with yourself around where you're going so that you are intentional and as a wake as possible as you strive for success so that it actually looks and feels like success in the long run. The third thing is that I think it's really, really important for you to understand that systems and structures are wonderful. I love systems and structures, but they're only wonderful if they add to your magic. Okay. They're only wonderful if they add to your magic. Now, I can fully admit that I have gone up and down with these things. We have had different systems. Like obviously many of you know our structure in terms of the 500K sales system, show up and blow up. We have used that system for a really long time and it has worked beautifully. And when I initially implemented that system, it was so beautiful and it was so magical for us because I was in a place where I was in constant overwhelm and constant decision fatigue. And I just wanted things to feel a little bit lighter. I wanted to stop guessing my way through my business and again, create a system for myself that like we knew what to do. We knew what boxes to check off. We got it done. And that lent itself to then me being able to show up in a more magical state because I wasn't having to worry or wonder about all those other things in terms of like when we were going to post and where and how and what we're going to email, so on and so forth. So again, it was really magical for me at a period of time. And it still is to an extent. But the thing that I've had to wrestle with uh, over the past year or so, to be perfectly honest with you, is like, I need to make sure that we have systems and structures in place, especially with a team. It's very frustrating, I'm sure, for like Gretchen when we're changing things all the time, or you know, I'm kind of like operating by the seat of my pants, that's how I function best. But it's also, you can't function that way when you're trying to run a business and when you're also wanting to create a life outside of your business. It, you just can't do that all the time. So I know that there, there needs to be those systems and structures balanced out with, I caught myself for a while there that I, whereas I let the magic lead first and then the systems and structures came second previously, I got to a place where like I was trying to fit everything, all my magic into the systems and structures. And that's really the opposite way because I found that like my creativity or the things that I really wanted to say, the things I really wanted to share, I was putting rules on so many of those things. And so I didn't give myself the space or the permission to really like go wide and bold and be colorful and magical with the things I wanted to say and share because I felt like it had to fit into a certain structure. It had to fit into a certain box. And so... I think that the other thing I'll say here is that I also, and, and this is something perfect to be perfectly honest with you. I still, I just still have some struggles around, but it's, I want for my business to feel colorful and like a kaleidoscope 
And I have a program, an offer coming called the Kaleidoscope Side Note soon. And I'll explain more to you about that, like why that's such an important word to me. But I want it to feel like a kaleidoscope. I want it to feel like it's constantly shifting, constantly changing, but it's always motherfucking magical and it's always beautiful and it just feels right. And that's okay if it's always ever evolving, all those kind of things. That's what I want. That's how I know I thrive best. But again, balanced out with that takes a lot of energy. That takes a lot of keeping all the balls in the air and it, it doesn't lend itself to very much predictability, which again, makes life a little bit harder. And so I know though that my magic, my when I'm showing up as my most powerful and authentic lit up self, that's when we make the most money, period. That's when we make the most money. But for some reason, I got caught up in this story, lie, however you want to say that, for a long time. And I've gone through waves of it based on, I don't know, coaches that I was working with at certain times where like I almost felt as though I was I was wrong unless I was striving for a copy and paste business. And what I mean by copy and paste business is everything's basically already done. You know exactly what you're going to sell when you're repurposing content all the time and everything just kind of, there's no heart and soul in the name of it being easy. In the name of it being easy, you're willing to sacrifice actually showing up for your people, actually creating new content and saying new things. It's almost as though the goal is to be monotonous and to make it as easy as possible. And while I want things to be easier, like, and I've wanted things to be easier in terms of me not feeling like I have to work as much as I sometimes do, I don't ever want to lose the fulfillment. I never, ever, ever want to lose the connection that I have to my audience. I never want to not create content for you. And so I have to, I've had to just relook at systems and structures. And I've had to eliminate some of the ones that I felt like were taking away from my magic. And I've had to recreate some new ones that I feel like add to my magic. And so, I don't know, I'm just saying that because A, I want you to understand that like your systems, your structures, your protocols, they are going to change over time. Give them permission to evolve and don't feel as though you have to figure out everything for once and for all. And that's all there is to it. And that's the goal to fix everything so that it's perfect from now until forevermore. That's not the goal. The goal is for you to know how you work best, but to also, again, allow things to move and shift as you need to when when those things shift in support of who you are, in support of how you actually want to show up. And so again, this will look differently for everybody, but I just wanted you to hear that and not believe that the next phase of your business, because it's supposed to be easier, quote unquote, you're so supposed to systemize and like structure everything. And at and while doing that, you're like, it's normal to lose a little bit of the connection or the magic right? It, that doesn't have to be the case. And so I know now, I feel like I've gone from ext- with, in extremes with this. Like I was so connected to my audience. I was doing live videos every freaking day of my life for years there. I was doing so many group coaching calls, you know, every single week. And like now I can't imagine going back to the volume that I was just showing up. That was, it was depleting me. It was killing me. And I shouldn't say it was killing me because I loved it so much, but I didn't realize how much energy it took out of me and then how much energy, how little energy I had left over. 
But then, so I went to the kind of the extreme side last year where like I was barely showing up. I was barely doing a lot of live stuff, group coaching calls, anything like that. And then I felt very disconnected and that's not how I want to feel either. This is a pattern in my life where I go to extreme sides and then I figure out the happy medium, like that sweet spot. And I feel like that's where I am now, where again, I know how to show up enough that I'm not disconnected, but also I'm not going to be in a situation where like showing up is my life and I can kind of compartmentalize and I can have more outside of just, again, the showing up and like running my business day in and day out. And so with that, I've had to, again, adjust our systems and structures so that they support who I'm becoming and who, who I am and how I want to do things. And there's always a way to do that. And again, it, it does require some like troubleshooting. It requires some, uh, I don't know, process of elimination, if you will. You're going to do something and you're not going to like it, all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, with all of that said, I want you to make sure that you are remembering here, like what's the, what's most important to you as you build this business and put systems and structures in place that support that. Okay. The fourth thing is, you know, I just want to remind you how important it is that as you go to the next level, as you navigate, as you get bigger, however you want to say that, the goal is also to not only trust yourself on a deeper level, but also on a more quick level. And I find that a lot of us that are successful in business, especially if we're talking about, again, like that more, you know, the woman who has a great work ethic, like I was referencing earlier, who has, you know, put her head down. She's gotten the job done to, to make her money, to create what she's created. We often, we have really good instincts. We have a really good intuition. We we just see things, we sense things, we know how things should be or how they should look. And sometimes it's not, oftentimes it's not even something that we're actually thinking about. It's just something that's like inherent within us. But because we are also often such achievers, I find that most of the time we don't just trust it on the surface. We feel like we need somebody else to tell us, yes, that's right. We need the validation. And whether that's the validation of somebody like, again, a coach saying, yes, this is the right thing to do, or sometimes it's the validation of getting the sales itself. We don't trust until we have the actual evidence that, yes, you got the gold star. Yes, you achieved. And I feel like I'm just stepping into this place of really, really, really deeply trusting myself. Like I've trusted myself for a while, but the levels that it's going are like new for me. Like I feel more connected to my intuition. I feel more connected to my instincts than I probably ever have. And I just feel like I, I almost overlooked how important that is when it comes to creating more success, because it's like, it's so easy. And Christy and I talked about this on our episode, but like what I see so many of us do is that it's so easy to have gotten a result in the past by doing X, Y, Z, And so we just do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. We do the thing that worked because we don't want it to not work, right? Like we, we want to trust what we have done in the past and we want to get it right again. And so we do the same thing over and over again. And that's fine, but that also doesn't lend itself then to bigger possibilities, to bigger outcomes. If you keep trying to control the outcome, you're going to keep getting the outcome that you've gotten in the past if you are doing the same thing that you've done in the past. Whereas if you actually allow yourself 
the space to dream a little bit bigger and to try something new and to, again, get more anchored in your vision and goals and try something in this exciting but new way that you've never done before and then blow your own damn mind. We don't allow that for ourselves. We want it really badly, but we don't allow it for ourselves because we're so busy and so stuck on the way that things worked in the past and we don't want to fuck up what happened in the past. And so this whole concept of just remembering that when you got the results the first time, you got the results the first time because of who you were, not because of the thing itself, right? Like it's very easy. It could have been very easy for me to sit there and say like, oh, I made all my money because I had this private Facebook group and it was because of the private Facebook group that I've been successful. No, it was because who I was, who I was showing up and being, the, the consistency with which I was showing up, all of those kind of things. And so I, I, my goal is to trust that I knew how to do it then. And my goal is to trust that I know how to do it now. And it doesn't have to look exactly like it did in order to get the same results because I trust myself and I trust the person making these decisions in the first place. And one thing that I want to say is uh, I'm going to share this. And uh, I shared this with my 500K girls uh, on my our last call last week. And it felt like it was helpful and powerful for them. And it's been a ha- helpful and powerful moment for me. So I might sound a little bit crazy, although I don't think I'm crazy. But I'm just going to preface it by saying that because, uh, I don't know, this could feel crazy to you. But it's okay because it's not crazy to me. Long story short, I... Uh, met a guy and he is somebody who I feel like there could be something really there with. Um, and I met him on Bumble like a year ago. And again, without going into details, like we recently just, I guess, reconnected, I'll use the term. And from the, from the first time we ever talked, he stood out to me from the very first time. his personality, like he was just funny, he's clever, all these kind of things. But like, I also know I wasn't ready a year ago. And so again, we've recently reconnected and there's this part of me over the last week that I'm like, this is my person. Like, this is it. And I want to be clear here. I, I don't, I don't actually know that, right? It's, it's, it's crazy, quote unquote, for me to say that because I still, there's so little that I still know about him. But so like I, I caught myself over the last week feeling like in this love bubble. I just, I just, I felt it. And I haven't, I haven't felt it as real all this time since I've been single. Like I've never felt so close to love as I do right now. And I caught myself in thinking about this. I was like, I have to call Meg, my friend Meg. And I was like, I caught myself in saying that I wanted to call her and tell her. I caught myself in that I trust myself, this feeling that I'm having, but because I want the validation of the evidence that I'm right, I turn around, my pattern has been to like turn around and share it with somebody else. And then not that Meg would make me feel crazy because she doesn't, but of course other people don't believe what you feel as much as you believe it. And so it almost makes you knock yourself down a peg and like return to this place of doubt, which is the familiar place. So again, if I had shared that with somebody and they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe again, like not, not seeing the vision or not seeing and feeling it the way that I was saying it as, as deeply as I was saying it, I would start to doubt myself. And I just caught myself in that moment. I was like, this is what I have done. I have not allowed myself to just trust the feeling I've instead sought validation and which so often seeking that validation has only made me not believe. And so actually 
it serves me more to believe. It serves me more to almost be in a delusional place about like me and this guy are in love. And again, I'm not crazy. Like I know we're not, but it serves me more to again, function in that love bubble, if you will, because whether it's him or whether I'm just calling in all of the things that I like about him in another human, I'm going to get further believing than I ever would if I was like, oh, love's not here. I'm going to doubt. I'm going to tell myself I'm not ready or I'm going to tell myself that he wouldn't like me or any of these other kind of things that I could possibly tell myself. It serves me more to believe. And so I'm sharing with you that story because I know that it can feel frustrating to just hear advice, just believe and it'll happen or, you know, lead with belief. And again, when you can't figure out how that works out practically, it can be a really wonky, weird thing to hear and to actually listen to and to, I don't know, to guide you. But I I gave you that vulnerable and silly example, not silly, but it feels a little like crazy for me to share it again, but I, but I trust that I'm right. But it, it, I only open myself up that way to you to give you an example of the fact that with everything, you believing serves you more than doubting. It serves me more to walk around believing that love is right around the corner and letting that love guide the way that I walk, the way that I talk, the way that I smile, the way that I this, that, the other thing, and is if I was in love. And then that is going to be so much more magnetic to whether it's this person or whether it's somebody else on the street, that's going to get me further than again, shutting myself down, shutting down my intuition or feelings about this. And then again, going into, uh, into a place of doubt and not feeling good about myself, that's not going to fucking help me get what I want. It's just not. And so I just want you to feel and understand that because I know that so often, so many of us, again, are so practical. We have such common sense. We want to make the right decisions. We want to do the right things. We want to create the results that we ultimately want. And I I'm all about that too. Like, trust me, like if we're talking about love here, I have done the fucking work. I have taken the action. I have taken the steps. I have done all of those things. And so I'm not just saying, okay, just believe it and it'll happen. Of course not. But if you are going to attempt to create a business and let your doubt talk you out of every single thing that you are attempting to do, you are hurting yourself so much more than if you were to pump yourself up and to almost give yourself the gift of this delusional belief, if you will, that I'm going to get what I want. And that's all there is to it. My, my dating mantra, if you will, lately has been like, I'm going to get what I want. Ultimately, I'm giving you the opportunity to give it to me. You're fucking welcome. I'm going to get what I want. That the, the delusional belief of that, if you will, that's not delusional, but like this grand belief in like the bigger, bigger, bigger picture, getting again anchored in that and letting that, those emotions, those feelings fuel you is so much more powerful than ever coming from a place of doubt. And so I know that for a lot of you, again, these high achieving women, you think it's the responsible thing to do to doubt yourself. You are trying to keep yourself safe. You are trying to not get your hopes up because if you get your hopes up and you get disappointed, that's going to fucking suck. But that also keeps you small. Refusing to get your hopes up also keeps you small. And so again, I want you to just understand here, it is okay 
to have uh, an inflated vision of what you want. It is okay to believe in yourself to almost the point where it's crazy or delusional to other people. But if it's what you know in your heart and your soul to be true, that's all that fucking matters. And you get to dismiss the need for evidence or dismiss the need for validation in order for you to believe. You get to just fucking believe. You get to make it that simple. And again, I'll say it again, that belief will guide you and will get you so much further than doubting yourself ever will. So it's worth a fucking try. It's worth a try, okay? The fifth thing. You can move on when it comes to your business, right? Everyone is going to have their moments where they don't want to be doing what they're doing anymore. But I want you to just embrace here that you don't have to burn everything down in order to move on to the next phase. And I'm bringing this up specifically today because I am somebody who I love a fresh chapter. I love burning everything down. I love starting over. I like a clean slate. Like I am, that is classic me, classic me. Like I, I, I feel good when I do that, but it's not always the, the healthiest or the smartest way to go about things, but it does feel like clean to me. I like that feeling. But one of the things that I've had to navigate when it comes to my business, and, and I've talked to you about this on an episode, I was really feeling bored in my business. And I have navigated, I've gone back and forth between, do I just need to suck this up, be bored and keep saying the things that I've always said, because especially because that is smart when it comes to an overall brand, repeating your brand message and, you know, staying on niche, however you want to say that, or do I need to just burn it down completely? Because I'm also, again, like I'm somebody who, when my back is up against the wall, I do thrive, like I make things happen. And so something sometimes feels exciting for me about, okay, let's burn everything down and start over because you know, like I do know that I can trust myself to build anything. If I, if I lost everything tomorrow, I do trust myself to build it all back up. But I think I've navigated into these, this new also place of worthiness in the sense that I'm ref- I, I no longer am okay with the idea of I'm going to put in years of blood, sweat, and tears creating an amazing program like show up and blow up and have this really genius system. And then because I trust myself to go somewhere new, also then not understand that I am too worthy to just burn down something that I've built and leave it behind. So I hope that's making sense here because I'm saying that like, I know that it's very easy for me to believe that I can go further, but that has also put me in a position sometimes where I don't preserve what I have built and don't make the thing that I have built feel worth it enough to me. And so I'm just giving you, because this episode is long enough, I'm just giving you a little tiny behind the scenes around something that we're doing. And hopefully it's just food for thought for some of you. But I've really wrestled. Uh, I know that I shared with you that I was working with that brand. I am working with this brand group and I was trying to navigate like what my you know personal brand stands for as we move forward because you're fucking welcome to me. Like it means so much more than, you know, selling and marketing. I feel like I'm so much more than selling and marketing. And so I've been trying to figure out what that, again, overall looks like. And I have these old programs like show up and blow up where, you know, transparently, do I want to talk about those things anymore? No. But I also know that they're incredible programs. Not not only do I know that they're incredible programs and like other people should have access to them, but I also know that like I've built something really great. And so again, I could make that into a much bigger thing for myself and there's no need to necessarily turn my back on it or to not make money off of it again in the future. And so... What we've ultimately decided to do in working with this brand group, and I was able to figure out, you know, okay, here's what I want, again, Sarah Dan to stand for, and here's how I want to help people as I move forward. That only became clear to me when I gave myself permission to look at 
do I separate some of this stuff and do I basically create show up and blow up into its own brand? And the answer that came through for me was absolutely yes. I didn't see it at first when I started thought, thinking about it, but as soon as I, I, I don't know, I brainstormed and I reflected on it a little bit longer and I saw how it could work and then I was like, oh, fuck yes. It felt like such a fuck yes to me. And so over the next few weeks, you'll see that we are launching Show Up and Blow Up. We've been working on it behind the scenes for a while now, but we're launching Show Up and Blow Up as its own brand. So it will have its own social media accounts. It is becoming a brand new, not I shouldn't say brand new program because it's largely the same. I'm just re-recording a lot of things and kind of like restructuring some things, but it's going to serve as its own kind of entity, if you will. And the things that I talk about on this podcast Sarah Dan, the personal brand, they're going to be different, whereas all the structural and system stuff for the most part is going over to the show up and blow up brand. And that's where we're able to create something where we're selling this really great program on autopilot, but using a lot of repurposed content, a lot of things that already exist. And without me having to be so involved in it, I'm still the creator. I'm still the face of the brand, if you will. But it's not me talking about how much money I make all the time. It's not me like front and center as much as it is, again, an overall brand and it stands for helping women, men as well, really help them blow up their business in 30 days, right? Their business and their bank account in 30 days by following our system and our structure. And so the fact that that feels like something that, again, it's still my heart and soul because I've created so much of it, but it's something that like my team can basically completely run and we can make a lot of money and we can help a lot of people without me having to be so involved feels so exciting and so good. And so so of course, there'll be more details to come on that, but I did want to share that with you today when you're thinking about navigating the next level of your business, because it's just one example of how you can preserve what you've built without having to burn it down necessarily, but also eliminate it so that it's not something that feels heavy when it comes to what you're doing on a daily basis. And so this solution for me feels so right and so exciting. And so I just wanted to share that with you uh, as again, it shines light possibly on a way in which that you could do something similar for yourself uh, without you know the drama and the chaos of trying to force yourself to do everything under one umbrella as you might have been doing in the past, right? So that is it for today. I have right now, I have opened up a few spots for my offer called the money map, which is a one-on-one -on -one intensive, which is, it's really like one of my favorite things to do because this is where we're able to throw everything up against the wall, essentially. Here's everything that's going on in my business. Here's all of my offers. Here's our system for creating content. Here's here's what we're outsourcing. Here's what I have working for us. We basically are looking at everything. We're throwing it up against the wall and then we're pushing it, putting it back into place based on where it should be, right? We're figuring out what sticks and it's like almost like a puzzle, like if you're envisioning throwing a box like of puzzle pieces onto the coffee table and then we're putting everything into place. That's what the money map is. We're able to look at, here's how you make money each and every year or like each and every month, however you want to plan. Here's what comes next. Here's what you do here. Here's what you do there. Here's how they all align with one another. And again, you're walking away with a map essentially of how you're going to make money and how everything works with one another. You have a custom playbook when we're done with it so that you know you and your team knows exactly what, what needs to get done, who's asks or who, so on and so forth. This is just about us making things more cohesive and more aligned and more simplified. But again, as we're talking about here, this is about you stepping into the next level version of your business and letting it feel like it is taking you further into what you ultimately want 
balanced out with you're also simplifying and having systems and structures so that you can create more of your magic. Again, it, it adds to your magic. And that's the ultimate place to be, in my opinion, where you know where you're going, you know what needs to get done, but you also still have the freedom to create and do how you actually want to. And I lo- so I love this intensive because it's a four hour intensive where we just bang out so much. Like the things that you are, have been banging your head up against the wall, trying to figure out for months, probably we do in one day. And so it's a really great offer. It's a really great intensive. I love doing this with clients. Um, and so of course I would love to have you saturday.com. We have three spots right now. The doors, um, excuse me, the price goes up to seven K after Friday. Um, so check that out. If you have questions, let me know. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you took the time to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps the show a ton, and I would be super grateful.